recorded live from the mats of Radical MMA in New York City, the Martial Culture Podcast. Your source for in-depth combat sports and martial arts insights with, with Coach, Coach Renee Dreyfus and, and Matt Peters. Peters. Ring the bell and let's get, get it on. Here we go. Bell's been rung. Hi, Renee. How are you? I am wonderful. Matt has my favorite co-host. Uh, when he gets here, I'll ask him. I said that joke when you got here, uh, but it's still funny. I stand by it. You know, I believe repeating jokes over and over again makes them funnier. Yeah, and then explaining it. Explaining Explaining yes. jokes makes things so much funny. <laughs> if you just tell them why it's funny. Trust me, it's funny. Hey, what do you got there? That, what do you, that, what was, do you, that was out for my wife. That was out for my wife. <laughs> does, <laughs> does she explain jokes? No, I, I explained to her and she never laughed. Mm. Yeah, oh, I'm drinking. Uh, what, do you, what do you got there? What are you, what are you drinking there, sir? I'm drinking matcha uh Tea, matcha latte. It's oh. matcha powder, which is a um, supposed to be very healthy in antioxidants and things like that. It's dried uh, uh, tea leaves ground up, and it's very part of traditional Japanese culture. Oh. It's really popular at Starbucks and things like that. And there's a big matcha boom right now. Yeah. You know, it's everywhere. I think it's too matcha. Uh, 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 there you go. Yeah. You let me explain that joke. See, I was going <laughs> <laughs> to. It's like much, much. but much. Exactly. Right? Yeah, Doesn't it make it funnier? Uh, what? This sounds like a commercial. Like, is there a brand of matcha we could be plugging right now? It sounds like a commercial. Um, yeah. There's um, there's a few Japanese brands. I, I think anything imported from Japan is generally pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm 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 like I like tea, but I'm not like so obsessive about it that I'm like, oh, I must have this brand or whatever. Is yeah. matcha the stuff that they put in like uh like penis pills? Is that something that they put in there? Green tea or? extract. No, they they that uh, what they do is uh, they uh, it's um, shoot I forgot what's what but it's green tea extract, and um, they yeah they do that with with um, the stimulants right. Um, mm-hmm. What is it? The green tea extract that's supposed to make you? It's like an antioxidant. It's supposed to make you more is more alert. Or something? What's what's what, I forgot what it's called. But yeah, it it's, it exists in matcha too. But um, it's that the extract. No wonder you're looking at me weird. <laughs> <laughs> you sexy man, you. Help. I need an adult. Um, ECGC, I believe it is. I think that's what it is. It's uh, it's the, the extract in matcha that makes you more alert. Of course, it has caffeine. Matcha actually has like a little bit more n- natural acting caffeine in this molecule than, than ca- coffee does. And I personally, uh, I don't enjoy coffee that much. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy the taste. Just a little bitter for me. It's just not my thing. I you, never grew up drinking coffee you that put much. A lot of pumpkin spice coffee creamer in it, and then it tastes great. <laughs> I know. No, you know, I grew up. The only coffee that I can drink is funny enough. Is is my my family's Puerto Rican style coffee, where it's like super. It's like a little coffee with a lot of milk. Yeah. You know, but um, it just wasn't. It isn't my 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 taste. It's not so your much. cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea. <laughs> you were you were going there, weren't you? Was, you were trying no. to find your way there. And I, I was, I yes, exactly. I took me. the shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> your cup of, uh, but um, but uh, I do drink coffee to wake up. But uh, I I prefer matcha when I can get it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it it's also for those guys who don't like coffee. The matcha it doesn't make you jittery. I, I find that I can drink a lot of matcha, get very um, very uh, alert, but also I don't have the coffee jitters. I like the jitters. Really? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. I used to every day at at like two o'clock, I'd go out and get a large. Huge like iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts with the shots, the extra shots in it, and then I would just be buzzing the rest of the day. Like it would take me, it would time travel me. Wow. Five o'clock would be here right there. Yeah, yeah, I, I can understand that. I, I think nice. that's you know alertness. When when I say the jitters, I mean it's like after the coffee 
effect wears off, you yeah. feel like you're, you know, like you're just depleted. And buzzy. Yeah. Not, you know, not, not like, good on a good oh, way. Oh, drained. Yeah, like, like, and a little headachey. And, oh, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, I, right. I Because the, the, the matcha molecule has a lot of antioxidants combined with it. Mm -hmm. So I think... It just it has some good things going on at the same time. It's stimulating you. So you, you I, I find it. I personally, you know, I'm not an expert, but I find it a very positive thing to drink. I read a thing where it said uh, if you wake up in the morning instead of having coffee or tea, just eat an apple, like right away. Uh, I find it works better if you just throw an apple at somebody's head. <laughs> they wake up right away. They're alert. And ready to but go. you know, you know, one of the things that I don't like to why I don't like to drink coffee or something right away, especially as an athlete for the athletes out there, is like. There's a lot of research that shows that you know obviously coffee dehydrates you, so um, you have to stay hydrated. A few few instances where a couple guys came into my class and they had a cup of coffee and they they couldn't make it through because they're just they're too dehydrated, mm -hmm. and um, so you know there's a lot of research saying the first thing you should do when you wake up is you know just get get a cup of water you know mm -hmm. drink some water. Yeah, my wife yeah. keeps a glass of water next to the bed when she wakes up, drinks the whole thing. That's yeah, I think that's a that's a, a good you know, habit. Good to good habit. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That like the the powdered caffeine. It's not cocaine. It's actually no, just no, no, no. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't about. know how to get it. Um, yeah, but you know, like a lot of people are like really abusing that. Yeah, you're yeah. overdosing that really yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. All right. I remember in in high in the college when I would do all nighters, there was a thing called Jolt. Oh, I learned yeah, Jolt. Jolt, yeah. and there was these cough, caffeine pills that I used to take, which were oh, oh, no dose. No dose. Yes, yeah. exactly. I would take four no dose, two Jolts, and then have coffee, and then I would be up for like two days straight. Yeah. Studying. Throw a crazy. surge on top of that and a little Adderall, and you have a good night. <laughs> you know, I don't even know if there was. I didn't even know what Adderall was or anything like that uh, uh, back then. It was the eighties. I've never done. When it. I was in college. No, I mean it, it's the, the the therapy for people sure, with yeah. ADHD, right? But if you don't have it, you know, I heard a rumor that uh, Donald Trump grinds up Adderall and snorts it. I don't know if it's true, but but that's why <laughs> you heard it here first. That's why Breaking he's news. That, that's why he's always doing this. You know? I'm sure it might be cocaine too. Who knows? I mean, he was. Rich in the 80s. He did, yeah. He did cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can tell me you didn't, but you did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> in New York. <laughs> yeah. In the 80s. You yeah. were a real estate billionaire in the 80s in yeah. New York City. Though, you know, he doesn't drink at all. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the interesting conflux of opposites. Hmm. Yeah. He likes McDonald's. He KFC. does? <laughs> This is a dating. weird episode. <laughs> <laughs> How about we talk about MMA and uh, UFC and yes, some yes, martial yes. arts Yeah, Yes, yeah, do a hard pivot. On, uh, uh, surprising uh, UFC fight night. I mean, we're a week late, but we can still talk about it. Uh, oh, my God. Fight night 143. Right, the first ESPN one. Yeah, okay. ESPN Plus. That is a huge thing um, to be on ESPN, and I think, you know, it, 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 it's something. First of all, my absolute favorite thing about this is that Fox Sports music is gone. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, I hated that. Although I, da -da 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 -da. Watched, the, I watched an ESPN uh, video they put on like YouTube of a breakdown, like a highlights of stuff, and they put dubstep in the background, like really electronic, hard music. I would take that You'll over take that, it? Like, right. that football, horrible Fox music. <laughs> you know, the first thing I turn on the ESPN channel, and it has the old UFC, like... You know, the old UFC background music from the old, you know, they, they still cool. used on the pay-per-views, but, you know, they didn't use it on the fight nights. I'm like, ah, oh, thank God it's back. Yeah. And I hated that. I think music. ESPN is, is a good move. It is. It's great. Yeah. And it's it's part of the old Zuffa. And I mean, UFC's not really Zuffa anymore, or at least it's not um, run by the Fertitta brothers. Um, uh, the, the idea was to make MMA ubiquitous. And this is the first real step to that where, you know, every Friday they used to have boxing or every every Monday they have football or whatever. They're just going to have MMA all the time. And I'm not sure if that's – I understand why they're doing it, just to make it part of American culture. And, and it's I think it's already there. But um, it does 
make the the um, what's the word the star power diminishes for the individual athletes, mm-hmm. and it, it it makes it makes making a living harder. You know, there was only one Randy Couture in the '90s. Now there's you know. <laughs> There's a the whole lot of MMA stars, yeah. you know, and and I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing. I generally don't like to focus on the, you know, the side stuff. I like to focus on what happens and when they lock the cage door and, and goes on. Mm-hmm. But um, but that the MMA is becoming a uh, more and more accessible, more ubiquitous. I think is probably a positive thing in, in general. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, though I guess you could make the argument either way. It's interesting, but it was a well produced card, and man, one. Great fight after another after so intense, unbelievable, too. unbelievable. Nothing, yeah. no snorers. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, in the main card, yeah, and even the undercard. I mean, it was it was absolutely. I was like, oh, nothing can top that fight. Oh, nothing can top <laughs> that fight. Oh my god, here's the main event. The only horrible fight was the co-main event, the Hardy Crowder fight, which was just oh yeah, just that just, was a black guy. Uh, literally, yeah, it was it was horrible <laughs> for so many reasons, and we can talk about it, but. The first thing is, you know, we had uh, called jo- Joanne Calderwood, who, you know, was basically a Muay Thai fighter, and she came in and she showed that she's not. She's an MMA fighter, and she just completely dominated with uh, experience and grappling, and uh, you had um, did so many things. Of course, there was the, the uh, Cerrone fight, the Teixeira fight, Van Zandt fight, uh, ben- Joe Benavidez, who's always amazing, uh, Yancy Medeiros. Um, and of course, the main event, Suhuda Dillashaw, fight after fight was just amazing. And you know what? The key martial art in almost every single one of these fights, not every single one, but so many of them, you may think I'm going to say jujitsu. No, it was wrestling. Mm. It was wrestling. Um, mm. It was so many of these fights, it was, it was not the positional struggle of jujitsu, which is always very important. But it was the ability to, to scramble that uh, was so critical in many of these fights, and and it was a night of wrestling. It was a night. I was of watching great the uh, Van Zant highlights again this yeah, morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were just all like all transitions over all over the place. All it over was the place. amazing, amazing. And and you know, you know, Paige Van Zant, I respect her a lot. You know, she she's a she's a great grappler, mm-hmm. and um, and so is Ostevich, who give her credit. You know, she came back from a serious. You know, she was. Um, Attacked by her her husband mm-hmm. and had some issues. Her orbital bone is actually was fractured, so she was gonna not fight. But give her credit, she fought that fight. And um, Van Zant, you know, striking still needs work, but the grappling transitions back and forth were just unbelievable. Two really experienced MMA grapplers, and um, that was just such a great great exchange of technique. Mm-hmm. And uh, two real warriors. And I remember it was like, you know, uh, Osovich was just. Crushing Van Zant with wrestling, then she 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 gets her back, and then Van Zant throws her, just tosses her off her back, and then um, recovers, and then she takes her back, mm-hmm. you know, like it was back and forth, and then Ostovich tried to throw her off the same way, and then got caught in an armbar, yeah. and uh, and that armbar is like a really interesting hybrid of two different armbars. There's a rolling armbar and a trying armbar, and it was kind of halfway between the two, and she went belly down, and she she just took it, and it was. Uh, I hope Osovich's arm is okay because, you know, man, that, was a, that yeah. was a hard tap. And she let go. You know, she, she broke the rules. You know, you're not supposed to let go of the hold until the referee pulls you off. But she did. Good for her. Because, you know, she didn't want to hurt uh, Osovich uh, too badly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, a, that's some really beautiful sportsmanship. And Osovich, of course, you know, legitimately recognized the tap. And um, 
and it was it was good. You know, it was a great fight, great fight. Um, let's talk about Cerrone though. I know you you you're you, you want to talk about the Cerrone Hernandez fight, right? I'm kind of over Cerrone. Really? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, I think it you, you, I, it was a great fight, and I know that he wasn't expected to win. It was kind totally. of a he very was big trying surprise. Trying to throw to the wolves. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I, I've liked him a long time. For you know, since the, since I really started seeing him in MMA. Yeah. But he's obviously been going downhill a little bit and getting older. And, yeah, for sure. And kind of having the the wear and tear from just being a fighter. I'm glad to see him have a great win. But then afterwards, it's uh, it's Conor McGregor's calling him out. He's calling out Conor. I don't want to see that. Yeah, because because you that. like him, you don't want him to get hurt. You're saying right? Yeah, and I don't want. I don't think it'd be a good fight. Really? All right, I, I agree with you because it's funny. <laughs> I I'm a Cerrone fan. You know, like some of the stuff he does is just awesome, and he's the first Muay Thai guy to really get exceptional at grappling yeah. in MMA. Like they're not only those guys, but they're they're they were. More of an exception than a rule, and he's mm-hmm. a phenomenal grappler. Um, but you know, he walked in the cage, and he looks like a fifty-year-old grandpa. I mean, you're <laughs> like, dude, what yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah. And he's so he's slow, but uh, you know, he was obviously being thrown to the wolves. Where yeah. Matt Hernandez is the next Sage Northcut, the next you know, poster boy, Poor young guy. guy, and they do this all the time. The new Zuffa guys do this even more than that, you know. And it doesn't always work out, but they take an old guy and they want the new guy to make the name off of the no guy, the old guy, so they can kind of promote them. And, you know, they try to do it with BJ Penn and Ryan Hall, and, and, and I mean, they did it, yeah, obviously. They tried to do it with, um, oh, who was it recently? There was another fight recently where it was, uh, you know, it was an old guy versus a young guy, and the old guy won. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think it belt her too, but, you know, um, uh, they, they do it all the time. You know, they, they, they put in one of the, the old stars. And as lamb to the slaughter, and you could tell this is exactly what they're doing. And you know, Hernandez was the favorite; he was the betting favorite. And Cerrone came in and through clinic, yeah, with a basic fundamental jab and a little bit of you know, he uses basic Muay Thai knee. You know, very very fundamental combinations. You controlled the distance and pinpoint um, destruction. Um, just pinpoint accuracy and destruction, yeah. and you could tell he was a slower guy. And then he just he just crushed him. It was it was a masterclass in a you know which is it's harder to do in striking, but it, it, it obviously you can do it. It's much easier to do in jujitsu, where it's like a, a less athletic person defeats a more athletic person. And because striking is a little bit more athletic based, it's timing, it's speed, power. It, it, it's harder to do, much harder to do in striking. But you could see he was slower. He's on his down downhill. But the experience and the use of his reach and his strategy and his his just understanding of what Hernandez was bringing to the table, mm-hmm. a lot of you know, it's just nice to see a veteran just pulled off with just technique and mm-hmm. experience, and, uh, and that that's that's cool. One for the old guys. And you the know? UFC's plan backfired. It totally did, and but you know, it doesn't really. I don't know if it ever backfires because they're like, oh, okay, if Matt Hernandez is not going to be a star, we'll find another one. You know, yeah, they have a lot of guys fighters, in the wings. Yeah, yeah it's, that's kind of sad, but it is true because hey. This is a fight game, buddy. You know, if you're not winning, you're not winning. You know, but where like, does he go next? Where does Cerrone go next? Do you think that he's going to go against McGregor? Or is he? He's. I mean, <sighs> that that's not doesn't seem like a money fight to me either. And McGregor wouldn't go for a fight that's not a money fight. I, yeah, I don't even know. You know, you know me. I don't really follow that. Um, yeah. I, I haven't. I didn't even know he called. They called each other out. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens. I would. I would like to see it technically. You know, yeah. uh, McGregor is. You know, he just got the crap kicked out of him, and if he wants to walk 
you know, bring his way up. He's to start fighting people and um, earn a spot with the championship fight. Yeah. Who knows, you know? But he he's he doesn't have to fight anymore. He so could, yeah. yeah, I mean, he he, he McGregor. I, I didn't. I'm like he doesn't need the money. So if you're gonna fight, um, but you got to earn your spot just like everybody else. Yeah. You know, I, I'm gonna do a little name dropping right now. When I was hanging out with uh, Al Iaquinta uh, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about his uh, who he wants to fight next. And it was, do you want to fight McGregor or Khabib? Mm-hmm. What do you say? He said Khabib. Yeah, of course. Because he wants the he, he wants, wants the, the rematch. Yeah. He doesn't want the money because right. the money would come with fighting Conor McGregor, but he preferred to have. Yeah, because he's the, a warrior. Yeah. He's a warrior. Like I think most warriors think like that. I want to fight the best guy and test myself against the best the best guy. Yeah. And and when you start thinking like um, like a businessman, you kind of lose your sense of martial arts. Now mm-hmm. that being said. You have to have a balance. You have to think about your career. You have to think about you know how you can eat. But at the same time, as a martial artist, you're always going to seek challenge and growth. And like everything, I think there's balance. Uh, you can't you can't forget about you know your what your post fight uh, uh, financial situation. Uh, but you also can't be dominated by that. Uh, and only take fights that bring you money. I think you know? uh, Cerrone got the fight of the night and something like that. He got two prizes, which. Got him an extra hundred grand. Yeah, that's good for him, man. I am like, I, I you know, and I love a lot of what Sony does, and he can't. Some of the stuff that I like, he does. He actually can't do it anymore because he's so beaten down. I I wonder, you know, I think you know he left Greg Jackson's camp, and I don't know what his camp. You know, his camp in his house. You know, and uh, I don't know how that's working for him. His training, and you know, he does kind of train himself, which is really not a good idea, and. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I would say if he's going to take a high-level fight, he has to have a high-level entourage of people behind him helping him and, and servicing. Yeah. And that's kind of want to talk about that later, but that's kind of what uh, something that made the Dillashaw-Suhudo fight interesting is all the science and the entourages behind them. So it wasn't just a fight of two guys, but it was a fight of a team of Experts, you know, so that's 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 something I want to talk about later. But okay, so the Cerrone Hernandez was just a master class in 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 fundamentals, mm-hmm. and uh, then did you? There was another one, the Teixeira fight. So okay, this is it, yeah, right? Glover so, so I, I have to say that I missed a certain part of this fight because I had to go to the bathroom or something. I forgot what I did. So I'm I go. I'm watching the fight, and Teixeira is getting shellacked. He shoots in for a takedown, makes a big mistake. Do you remember that? Um, that old old uh, Travis Brown fight, I think it was Travis Brown and Josh Barnett, where Josh Barnett did a shot, and then Chaz Brown just started elbowing him in the temple. Yeah, and yeah. he just ate it. Right. That's what happened. So Tashar shoots in, and he's eating these awful elbows. Then <laughs> he kind of winds up in half guard bottom, and he's not. He's playing it like honestly, I really respect Tashar, but he's playing it in a in a kind of sports jiu jitsu way where he's diving one hand underneath, and he's eating horrible shots from bottom half guard. Doesn't work. He gets mounted. I'm like, oh, this fight's over. I'm going to go to the <laughs> bathroom, right? I come back, like, literally three seconds later, he's on top with an arm triangle locked in, tapping the guy out. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> that, that was another one where I was like, what, what, what? So I can't comment yeah. on what happened. I have to find a place to rewatch it. But he turned the fight around, and, you know, again, I said it's hard to share. He's another one where, you know, maybe, maybe he should think about hanging up the gloves a little bit. Um, but he keeps consistently doing well, so I guess yeah. he's okay. You know, yeah, I remember he fought. He fought someone recently, and then he was you just knocked him out. I forgot who it was, but you know everybody thought he was going to lose, right? And um, but he, 
grappling is a way to nullify. Rashad Evans is knocked out. Yeah, yeah. No, more recently. It was like like the last fight. He, he Corey Anderson he yeah. lost. Oh, he lost to Corey Anderson. And he beat Misha Misha Sirkinov. Sirkinov. Yeah, that was the yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was supposed to lose that one, I think, and he just wrecked him. I remember when he fought uh, John Jones, of course. That yeah, yeah, that, that was a great fight. Yeah, yeah, I think that was like kind of the peak of his career. And, yeah, and after that, that it's, you know, hey, he's been around forever. And same with Cerrone. I, I mean, Cerrone has had more fights, you know, in the modern era than I can, I can remember. And I remember when he was in WEC, he was fighting back when, when I was still fighting. And that's, you know, 15 years ago or something. Oh, geez, I didn't even realize Cerrone wasn't even on the main card. Yeah, no, he was in the in the blackout fights, you know, the 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 dark fights, what you know, the the non main card fights. That, that fight, I mean, get rid of Greg Hardy and put Cerrone up on the main main mm-hmm. card. Yeah. I don't want to give Greg Hardy too much airtime, but <sighs> that guy was a jerk. Yeah, well, you know, okay, let's talk about it. Like, I, we kind of jumping ahead, but there was Sorry. the Benavidez Ortiz fight, which was it was just so technical. Um, it was the wrestling transitions were absolutely unbelievable. And this was like what I, I think of as a true shoot boxing match. Now, for the guys not familiar, shoot boxing is striking and takedowns together. And what you did was you saw a real blend of the two arts. And that's kind of where MMA is going is like, okay, we're not doing Muay Thai. We're not doing boxing. We're not doing wrestling. We're doing everything together. So it's I always train this with my guys, jab, cross, double, come up. Crush him with a body lock, body lock, knee, knee, overhand, elbow, overhand, elbow to the single. Boom. You know, it's like there's no difference between the arts. And this was this is what that was. It was um, it was an unending series of wrestling transitions back and forth. One of the, the most unbelievable, like just phenomenally entertaining fights, grappling based, entertaining fights I've seen in a long time. But of course, they were striking, too. These guys were just wars. And Ortiz, you know, he'll be back. It was it was just amazing, and then the next fight, I talked about this guy on my podcast on our podcast a lot, Gregor Gillespie. This guy is gonna be he's he's Long Island's Khabib, mm-hmm. and he is gonna be something else. He's I local, just, yeah, yeah. He's out Long well, Island. Um, Belmore, sure. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he was born in Webster, which is a suburb of Rochester. That's interesting. No kidding. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, this guy, he likes going like fly fishing or something up there. You know, he's a real like, you know, old school guy. More you know. kickboxing. Yeah, um, Gillespie is so talented, and he is just good at everything. And Yancey Medeiros got off one punch, one punch, and Gregor Gillespie got off like fifty, you know, on the ground. It was just just destroyed him. And Yancey Medeiros is you know Holloway's main training partner. This guy's you know maybe maybe he's not like the best best guy in the world, but he is legit. Mm-hmm. And he's had a great career, and and to have to just completely nullify a guy like that, and just to, and he does that every single Gillespie does that every single fight. Um, when he fought Ving Pinchel, he fought. He just he is going to be someone we're going to talk about for a long time. He is amazing, and he's he's a wrestler who's now becoming a really good striker. Yeah, and you know he's got very good sense of jujitsu too. So, you know, utter. Utter domination by Gregor Gillespie. That's he's awesome. like he's like an American. You know, he reminds me of like another version of George St. Pierre, but even better with the takedowns. I went to prom at his high school. 
Not Gregor Glesk. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I was, he's I actually younger went than to me. problem with him. I was like, no, oh, no. just same, same school, <laughs> different. I went well, with well, a girl. Well, yeah, but he he's amazing. Okay, now let's go on to the Hardy Crowder fight, which was just a travesty. And just what was your thoughts? What were your thoughts on the Hardy Crowder fight? Uh, I I didn't like the hype going into. It. I didn't. First of all, I didn't understand why that was a co-main event. I think it was a it was a circus. Totally. I think that they brought him in there because of who he was. I didn't even know who he was. He's like some football, football. dude uh, who got, got kicked got out of football. Kicked out of football. He, Why did he get kicked out? For uh, the same thing, he like for domestic violence. Domestic violence. Yeah, and no that's why it was kidding. such a big deal that he was on the same fight card as uh, Rachel Ostevich. Rachel Ostevich. for domestic violence. Yeah. Oh my God, that's. He, terrible. I think he did jail time too, and he what? was just. I think he did like. Ugh. I don't want to say it without knowing for sure, but I'm right. pretty sure he did jail time, uh, and he was suspended from the NFL. Uh, no team would ever take him. And oh, so his NFL career just done. fell through, right? Yeah. I know the the the, um, the announcers were saying that he appreciated the second, you know, chance, and you know this they blew is, it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay, this is, this is my take. Um, first of all, he no excuse. You know, this guy cheated, but I don't think it was intentional. He's just not experienced. Like that. Yeah, where did he come from? Yeah, like he just he just sucks. I mean, the other guy was was beating him and you could see he was about to quit. This, you know, like let me tell you like you, you know, there's a few football guys who've gone into MMA and none of them has been really any any good. Yeah. You know, there's like Herschel um, Walker is he yeah, but he only had like two fights. Yeah, I mean, he was okay. jacked, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was also in the fifties. I give him credit, but like winning two fights doesn't mean you're any good. You know no, what I mean? Like, no. like you know, you reach the top of the because everything, you know, those like oh, you know, these guys are so athletic and so this and that and then the athletics. We're talking about this, it becomes a trap. So they don't, they don't really, you know, they just use their athletics in the gym instead of like learning how to be yeah. technical. Now look at Brendan Schaub. Brendan Schaub. He played football. Yeah, yeah, he was a football dude, huh. and he sucked. And you know he oh, was actually bo- Matt, 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 yeah Matt Mitrione sucks sucks Matt Mitrione sucks <laughs> sucks that's why you know I'll clip that for a soundbite yeah <laughs> please re- <laughs> put on re- Matt Mitrione fucking sucks like, wow like, god damn it he sucks. do you have personal experience with him or no 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 <laughs> just he's like I hate watching him fight it just sucks sucks like like he just sucks I don't think I worry about watching him fight I, I don't know if you got that I, I don't think I repeated that enough. <laughs> he sucks yeah but um. Most of the guys who come from the football background just don't do well. Okay, yeah, they got great attributes. So martial arts is much more than attributes. It's different. It's, it's more than science. Size. Yeah, and 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 to think that you're going to get by with just attributes is just silly. And do you see it in the fight? He's first of all, he his his energy systems, as you know, Jilson, we talked about this a little bit, and what, are not optimized for combat. They're optimized for football. You know, football gives you quite a bit of rest. You do a thing, oh, you yeah. stop. I don't really know that much about football, but it's not like in consistent fights. Yeah. yeah. And so you could see his like I was looking at his eyes in the corner, that guy was about to quit. Mm. Because he just put in the deep end of the pool, not being ready. And that's not really his fault. It's it's a name brand thing. It happens to a lot of guys who have names from whether the jitsu world or this world. They get they get pushed up a little too, you know, too high and to, to something they can't deal with. But you know he he he's he's not good. I mean, for the amount short amount of time he's training, he looks okay. He but, trains with the American Top Team. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and for the short amount of time he's training, he, he looks okay. But he doesn't have the experience, and he just looked terrible. And the guy Crowder sucks. Like, let's get this straight: the guy who's fighting sucks, and he was supposed to be the guy to lose to this guy. And then he starts running a clinic on him with striking. He's like, "Oh, you're tired." Even though that guy sucked, he's like, "Oh, I can hit you at will." <laughs> but then he was stupid, 
And he got the, this huge guy on top of him. But he's like, okay, I'm going to play with my hands and try and get up. And they got knee in the face, which, okay, this is the thing. And I, 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 I have an experience. Like one time I was in a boxing match, right? There was, you know, training boxing to, to get ready for MMA. And, you know, obviously I've been grappling, been grappling for a long time before that. And, you know, most of my training had been in the MMA context. At that point, I had not fought MMA yet. But the first thing I did, the guy hit me in the box. I changed levels, picked him up, and dumped him in a double leg takedown. <laughs> you know, like, you do what you, like, you, you, don't, you don't think, you know? So I think, um, you know, he was, like, not trained enough to say, hey, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, you had a flashback and to how it, he beat up his girlfriend. Exactly, something like, like that. No, I mean, it's, it's a terrible thing to say, but to him, a fight's a fight. Yeah. And... I don't think it was intentional. I'm not in his head. I just think it was a cr- tremendous lack of experience. And um, he, he should never have been the main card. Especially, I didn't know about domestic violence. He shouldn't even be on the show. Mm. But also, he sucks. Like, you should be, like, not even in the UFC for a He's while. He's only been training MMA like, since two 20, years. 2016. Yeah, two years. Yeah. And you could see it. He's like, okay, he's an athletic guy. I trained for two years. Okay. Yeah. You know. And let me tell you, he's going to wind up like Francis Ngannou. If he gets put on his back... That kid will not have the skills to get up and mm. do anything. He just won't. He will not. So, um, I just would love to like him against uh, Cormier <laughs> or Miocic, any of these high level heavyweights. It would be so amazing. Well, you know, you know, that's the thing. I think that's why the UFC. Look, at the end of the day, I don't like to look at it like this, but at the end of the day, it is entertainment. So they always have some crazy, weird fight. Sometimes, like, look, Brock Lesnar is a name more than he is skilled. Now, he was wedded to having some serious wrestling skill, but if Brock Lesnar had never done um had never done the WWE, like it wouldn't mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's always some sort of like, you know, hype and marketing. And this guy coming from football being a heel, a bad guy, probably keys into that. And that being said, also the heavyweight division right now that sucks. Yeah, it's like not a lot of guys, you know. And there's uh, there's a lot of guys stepping out, and and you know the heavyweights are kind of perennially a little bit of a weaker division. So you know they need to fill the roster, and I get that. It's just this guy needed he needed more more time. You know, uh, I don't think he's a good guy in, in terms of what he did personally. I you know I don't really know the details, but it seems pretty horrible. Mm-hmm. But putting all that aside, you are not ready for prime time. This is you. You should be fighting amateur. You look like an amateur. Yeah, you know you should I be fighting you only amateur. Had like- Three professional fights. Yeah, you, you you should be in the amateur amateur wing, you know, learning, and you need a few more years to do this. And I actually don't think, first of all, but even before that, it was a terrible fight. It was two really non technical guys mm-hmm. doing shitty MMA, which you know happens sometimes. So like like um you know my balls are hot guy. Uh, He's not that Lewis. good either. You know like um you know it's just two He's two better guys. Better than uh, Hardy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like hard to say. Now, probably you're right. He's got more followers on Instagram. He definitely has more followers. (laughs) Thanks to Joe Rogan. But, um, but um, now the main event. Yeah, the guy shouldn't. This is terrible. Yeah, we can agree on that. I don't think we'll see him again for a a while. And then, huh? The main event. Yes, the main event. It was pretty crazy. What happened to Dillashaw? Well, okay. We all picked him. Well, First, you, you picked uh, Cejudo, Cejudo, kind of. Yeah, I, I was I was leaning towards Dillashaw, but I I could see it going either way. But I was leaning towards Dillashaw. I'll be honest. I but most leaning. people pick Dillashaw for sure. And Even uh, Vegas odds had Dillashaw. One of my friends bet heavily on 
Cejudo, and he said, because this is really interesting. It wasn't just Cejudo versus Dillashaw, but they have a lot of like sports scientists behind them that are doing all this like um, hormone analysis and um, blood testing and you know real scientific training. And cheating. No, no, no. I Taking mean, like, the fun no, out of it. Yeah, no. But I mean, it's 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 like it's, it's like the board, yeah. it's two entourages. And yeah. the thing is, going down in weight is very hard, especially if you're a leaner guy. Like if you're if you're two hundred seventy pounds. You probably have a lot of fat on you. you. Could lose when you're walking around at 150. Probably you're probably leaner. Getting down to 135 is hard. Getting down to 125 is harder. And the minute I saw T.J. Dillashaw in the walk in the cage, I'm like, is that the same guy? And small. his his science camp told him that we can get him down to 195, 125, and you could be functional. And I have, to, I have to admit, like, actually, when I heard the fight, I thought it was a 135. And I consistently, even though people told me, my wife told me, like, a few times, our friends, I'm like, no, it's going to be at 135, of course, because he's too lean to get to 135. I, I caught it in my head that it was at 135, even though it was not. And then, of course, my wife, she goes, no, it's at 125. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. And then he comes in, and I'm like, oh, my God. He is not the Dillashaw at 135. And I think, you know, it was a failure of the science behind him to get ready mm-hmm. and he, he's just not you know not used to fighting at that weight class i think he probably the last time he was at that weight probably when he was in high school so because he you know his body's not generated and did you see how how Suda just pushed him yeah, so for the guys who didn't around. see the fight it opens up and he just gives him a shove which is actually not really a good move because you can open for an overhand you know counter so he just shoves him and tj just just falls over <laughs> like you're like i think Suda's so like you know sometimes he's not technically correct in certain things which is much less now than before but but he has a fight sense of all those years of olympic level and i think he smelled hmm. that problem he smelled the like, weakness he's like <laughs> yeah he's like hmm you seem weak let's see if i can knock you over yeah yeah let me let me see <laughs> and, and 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 he's like oh you're a little off balance bam because there was a little footwork yeah. and um and uh so it was it, i think that's also why he said let me fight you 135 next because let's see what you really have and do you think? Do you think it was you post? I saw you post that you thought it was a little uh, a quick stoppage. What do you think? You thought it was quick? I did. I thought it was. Um, I didn't see. Nate, the... Nate, Nathan didn't think so. He yeah, and, yeah. Oh, brother battle, battle did not, of brother did not, did not believe that it was an early stoppage. Um, I didn't see that he wasn't trying to improve his position. I thought that he was. I think that he was on the path of losing. Yeah, um, and maybe to spare him further injury that is the referee decided to stop it but i did think that he was making moves to improve his position and defend himself and he wasn't knocked out from what i saw i didn't see him close his eyes so i'm not sure and the first time i saw it i completely agreed with everything he said i said it was early i've watched it about 10 times so far and i don't know i can't say because it looks so much worse when you watch it slow motion and yeah. you really see what's going on. Because I missed a little bit the first time I saw it. He is getting shellacked. But at the end of the day, you're right. He was because this is what happens when you kind of get knocked out. And this this happened to me the time one of my fights I got knocked out. You're 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 kind of there, but you're not. And I was arguing with the judge and I was attacking him at first because mm-hmm. you're out of it. You think the judge is your opponent and you're arguing this. And when Dillashaw got the fight stopped, he's, like, so calm and collected. He just kind of puts his hands on his hips and goes, dude, I, I was there. I was, I was defending myself. And he's so calm. 
that he's you can see that he was not out at all. Yeah. The and if you look at again the ref, it actually runs in to stop it once, stops, jumps back because he, he sees it going. Then he runs in to stop it again, stops, and then he goes the third time because, I mean, Dillashaw was getting dropped. And it's bad. Like, he did get hit a lot. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he was stopping the fight for the drop before that we saw because he just took him time to get in. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, jumping in, jumping out, jumping in, jumping out. And then it's I, I, I feel for that ref because he did not make a mistake. I don't think he made a mistake. It's a really tough job. And fighter safety is important. But he was stopping the fight three seconds earlier. It just took him three seconds to get there. Mm-hmm. Right? So... He saw him get hit, go down, and he's running in. And he, he he was like, okay, there's been a lot of damage here. Let me stop this. But at that point, Dillashaw was defending himself. I mean, he was he was fighting. He was fighting. His, he was open. He was fighting. I think fighter safety is important. But for the championship fight, yeah. for the best guys in the world, Gotta let it play out a little bit, and then you know the same thing happened way back when in Pride, where Hoyler Gracie was fighting Sakuraba, and Hoyler Gracie gets put in this like horrific Kimura. You know what? The fight was probably over, but the Japanese refs stop it because they're like, "Oh, we want to keep it safe." I'm like, "Dude, it's his choice at that point," and you never know. Maybe, maybe he just, you know, has a really flexible shoulder and knows a way to get out. Mm. You let it play out, man. This is a fight. They guys know what they sign up for. They're getting paid. And they have an out, and their coaches have an out. You know, you got to. I sh- thought it should have been. That my first instinct was they should give it a few more seconds. But when you watch it in slow motion too, you see how bad he's getting hit. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I have to see it. He was he's getting shellacked. Yeah, you know. And That's one cool. of the most important things of this is the first blow was the kick, which. Dillashaw blocked. And those guys fighting out, out uh, were training, it's really important to know. As I talk about this all the time. He blocked like a boxer. He brought his hand up to his temple, right? And Dillashaw is one of the few guys who I see, I mean, obviously I'm not in his camp, but I see him training a lot with boxing gloves. Now, obviously you know that because, you know, you want to protect your hands and all that, and that's it. But what happens is it gives you a very false sense of security. So boxing gloves are quite big, and if you eat a kick and you kind of block like a boxer, you, you can kind of protect yourself from those kicks. You have to bring your hand further back, and MMA gloves are really small. They're not padded, especially the, the, the each each ring has their own, like Bellator has little different gloves. Japanese have a little different gloves. One, I mean, one FC has a little different gloves, but the UFC gloves are very small, and they have absolutely no curvature whatsoever, which is why there's the finger poking issue. When you block, you've got to bring your hand all the way back to the back of your head, to the medulla oblongata, the little bump in the back of your head, and to protect it, which is that little occipital you know, ridge, that little occipital bump there. If you don't block all the way there and that kick comes around, you are going to get rocked. Mm. Now, it's not technically our traditional definition of a concussion, which is where your brain is a pinball, and it's pinballing in your head, but you're getting disrupted. And he got hit right in the back of the head, and that was... His brain is not rehydrated enough because he was at 125, and he's like, whoa. So, you know, his not only was there the scientific failure to get him back in shape and hydrate up to, to withstand because, you know, you can't get hit hard when you're dehydrated. You know, it's just more trauma. So he, one, blocked incorrectly, but two, 
he was his, his science camp failed him in getting him there, and then that was the beginning of the end. And he, and then the other thing is this: he was too much of a wrestler because he could have protect wrestlers don't want to go to their back, so he's scrambling, scrambling, and he was protecting him. He was fighting, but he was eating because he kept going for the shot to escape the ground and pound. Now I don't, you know, what, I think he should have felt fallen on his back. And what we call pulling guard, or try to put his feet on the guy's hips, cover his head, get some guard, and try to protect himself. I think that would have been a better strategy to recover from that. Those first, you know, I think it's like fifteen straight blows or something. I didn't do the look the statistics before the podcast. I forgot was, but but Cejudo hit him a lot, like a lot, mm-hmm. and he need time to recover. The same thing that Cyborg did, that she just went in, in, in. Sometimes you got to go out and recover. You can't be always aggressive. aggressive. The answer of you getting hit is not charge in and hit them more mm-hmm. or charge in and wrestle them more. Right. Come back and recover. It was three things. One, he blocked wrong. Two, the weight cut de- dehydrated him. And three, he should have used a little bit more jiu-jitsu, a little less wrestling. Now, his wrestling was amazing, but at the same time, you're trying to wrestle – one of the, at one point, the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, Olympic level. Yeah, who's <laughs> punching you? Yeah. So you gotta. You probably shouldn't wrestle. You should sit back and pull guard and try to get him in a position where you can, you know, you, you can you can at least protect your head. Yeah. Guard your head, and then I'm sure you could scramble up. You could do something. Um, was it a quick stoppage? I'm still on the fence. I, I think you could see both arguments. Fighter safety is very important, but at the same time, it is a championship match, and there's been lots of fights where in the championship level, someone like Herb Dean or whatever has let it go on a little longer because it is the highest level. So you have to kind of trust that their experience, they know what they're doing. If it's like an amateur fight or a low-level UFC fight, even nothing, yeah, stop it. Okay, it's over. Boom. You got dropped three times. Mm-hmm. If the guy's still moving and still working around, still working, huh. But when I watched it in slow motion – it looked really bad too. <laughs> so I'm on the fence. Anyway, hard to but say. that's yeah, hard to say. But do they fight again at uh, 135? I think they should. I yeah. think they should. But you know what? This says something about the 125 division. I really hope they don't get rid of it. It looks like they will. Man, they're so technical there. Suhudo's so good, and you know he's he's going to shorten his career by going to 135. I think he should say 125 and and fight you know um, a lot of other guys there and just demonstrate you know his technical prowess and he's really interesting because I love the modern T.J. Dillashaw striking style of some of what he does. Yeah, obviously his kicks a little funky, but but he's always switching stance and he's interesting. And Suhudo's very much like a karate boxer, and he's a little bit linear. And you know when he came in, he was doing that basic karate. You know, cha- you know, uh, we call it the Oizuki or Gyakuzuki. You can, you can call it either one, but he's basically kind of chasing him with a little bit more linear movement, and he, 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 he shoots like he boxes. He goes linear, but at the same time, it really works for him, and he destroys the modern game's angles. So I really like what he's saying. I'm, I'm more. I want to see him do that more, mm-hmm. and um, he's tremendous. He, you know, he's just so accurate and such. But he's actually funny enough. He. He's not a fast striker because he's so he's so strong upper body that his hand hand speed is actually probably a little bit slower than say Dillashaw's right. So he's not like his hands aren't like super 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 duper fast. But because he's so muscular, you know, generally the the more muscle you pack on your on your shoulders, you know, you, it kind of takes away from that fast twitch response, right? Mm-hmm. But he's always in an angle where he 
he can get stuff off, and he did that with Demetrius Johnson too. And he threatens his shooting, he threatens his takedowns enough that people have to respect it. And um, I think Dillashaw didn't give, you know, Cejudo enough respect with his hands. Um, but at the same time, he also made some technical errors, you know. And I would yeah. like to see it at 135, where he's flushed out with water, and he he's like, <sighs> you know, and 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 you know, reap tools. I would love to see that fight again. But you know, really, Cejudo's a 125er. So let's have him fight the best guys at 125. And by far, some of the most entertaining fights I've seen from lighter fighters. Yeah. Especially, you know, there was a one, uh, Rob Font, a couple other guys in the lighter division. They're just, they're just really, really technical and fun to watch. The opposite of freaking Hardy Crowder garbage. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd love so, to see an, a fight. Other than, you know, one of those rather than a Hardy fight again. Yeah, yeah. So that does my take. But overall, it was probably one of the most entertaining uh, uh, cards. Best uh, one of the year. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> certainly the best one of the year. It's only been a few, but um, or the first one, I guess. Right, second one. Right, first one. First, first one. First one. Right, right. So, so um, it was. It was great. It was great. Uh, a lot to learn too about um, how to use scrambling and how not to use scrambling uh, in wrestling for for positive effect and for negative. And I, like I said, T.J. Dillashaw used too much wrestling. And then there was like Benedivas and Ortiz who used wrestling in a really great way. And uh, Van Zandt and Ostevich too, wrestling scrambles in, in great ways. So two sides of like how wrestling can be an amazing thing for you and also work to your disadvantage. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my take on that card. Very cool. Uh, we have to wait a long time to see another UFC event because uh, 233 was canceled. What? No kidding. You didn't hear that? No. Yeah, UFC 233 is canceled. So what, we, what, what happened? Uh, injuries or... Well, let me check the Wikipedia. But the next event's not until February 2nd. Well, not February something. Um, That's not that far. It's only a couple weeks. It doesn't say why it was canceled. Oh, cancellation, background. Uh, doesn't say. Mm. All right. Well, I guess next week we can talk about some other stuff, too. Yeah. All right. So that was a great recap of, of that fights. And, man, if, if the ESPN continues to have this kind of uh, matchmaking I I think it's amazing. So I was very talented, very very entertained, and to see most of the talent except for the co-main event, which was a garbage. Oh, the, other the, than that, it was really good. Yes, yeah, yeah. The fight night is on February second, so this Saturday. Oh, so this Saturday. Oh, yeah, we don't throw you for anything. <laughs> uh, it's in Brazil. A lot of Brazilian names on the card. Oh, cool. Damian Maia's fighting. Oh, wow. We can cr- criticize the shot again. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I did say some good things about Damian Maya too. It did. Yeah, I have to go deeper. Actually, the I really, I really like Damian Maya. Just, just his shot is not good. That's it. I, I can't pronounce any of those names. Uh, okay, so <laughs> we got Kanata Moicano. Oh, that guy's good. Jose Aldo, of course. Uh, Lyme, oh, Damian Maya, Lyman Good. Interesting. Lyman Good's originally from New York. Uh, he's a striker. Charles. Olo- oh my God, this is a great card. Oh my God. ESPN coming in hot. Yeah, uh, uh, Marlon. Do you you don't remember Marlon Morales? He's he's uh, Marais. He's the um, bald guy. He looks like he's a Brazilian Eddie Alvarez. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's short and bald, and uh, mm-hmm. he's actually a tremendously gifted striker. Oh, I, oh my God! This card is packed. Oh boy! Well, the I will matcha. be watching this. It's kicking in. Yeah, it's too matcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it should be. Wow, this should be great. So, oh, David Tamer. Wow, a lot of strikers on this card too. Mm, interesting. And, and Renee gave me the tip that uh, ESPN Plus is doing what a free two week trial. Yeah, 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 yeah. That they um, were. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure they're doing it now. So yeah. get on it. Yeah. Use uh, use promo code uh, Go Fuck Yourself. Well, <laughs> we don't have a promo code. Um, 
So that, language math. <laughs> that's it for this week. Uh, any, any? Oh, you let's let's do no. Let's uh, let's uh, let's end it right there. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Thank guys, uh, right. and we'll see you next week. Right. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Marshall underscore Culture and on Instagram at Marshall Culture Cast. Please leave a review on iTunes, and we'll see you next time on the Marshall Culture Podcast.